Welcome home. I know this place isn't as warm as I'd hoped. But I'm going to light a vanilla candle and it's going to be a game changer. Will it though? We're out. Other more powerful entities may come through. Not on our watch. Well, what are you going to do? Seriously. Yeah. They're already dead. Yeah. They're going to be deader. Okay. So another Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah. How many is it making now? Is it three? I don't know if there was an original one, but there definitely was the Eddie Murphy one, which... Oh, right. Yeah. This one, one seems to call back a little bit. Then... Was there yeah. an OG haunted? I don't think there ever was an OG I don't haunted think mansion so either. Oh, actually, no. I think there was. Now that I think about it, like there was a time where like there were just some weird like like that darn cat '60s '70s era. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was a haunted mansion movie, but but just double double check. Let's see. It looks fun. I like Owen Wilson. I like <laughs> I like uh, Dane DeVito. You ever see Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia? Yeah, of course. Dude, he saved that. It's show. like Twisted Friends. It's the best. <laughs> it's really it's really good. Twisted friends. Yeah, let's see. Oh, it looks like there's only two. Mm, so oh, there was yeah. no original. Okay, well, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I mentioned is back. You were saying there's some call outs to the original. Well, to the right. So like there's there's scenes. You have the Hatbox Ghost, which was brought over to Disneyland. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's at any other park around the world. Um, then you have some, you know, the piano, I believe, is from the the one in, in Florida. And then you have this flying paper scene, which is, I believe, in Tokyo Disney. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Flying like, papers like Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, welcome back to Shop Talk Movie News, our 59th installment on Clubhouse Movies podcast. I'm your host, Mark Rubalcaba, joined once again by Mr. Ao Panetta. And we have a special surprise for you a little, a little later, but until then, uh, we have some news to get to. As always. I have some weird news. <laughs> Tell me. So uh, as you may or may not know, Hellboy is being rebooted in the Crooked Man. Wait, it is? Yes, and they have recast yet a third Hellboy actor, Jack uh, Kessie. Who <laughs> is that? That's the thing. They're like, Hell- oh, blah, 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 blah. Deadpool 2 actor, Jack Kessie to star as Hellboy in the Crooked Man. I, I think he's just a random prisoner. Remember when he went to prison? Uh, uh, when uh, Deadpool went to prison for like a minute? He did. Yeah, I don't know who. Man, I feel like there have been like tons of Deadpool movies, even though there's only been two, two and a half, two and a half. Once upon a Deadpool. Yeah, was a re-release. The, the PG version. Actually, I still haven't seen. It. I, I have not seen. It. I was hyped to see it until everyone said it sucked. Yeah, it's not Deadpool. Yeah, it's just dead. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, it says it right here. Deadpool two star Jack Kessie cast as Hellboy in reboot. The crooked man. All right. I thought the crooked man was um was a conjuring. Yeah, spin-off. that's what it sounds. That's what like. I thought it was at yeah, first. I'm like, all right. Then you're like, wait a minute, Blumhouse is not attached to this. No. <laughs> Let's see. I, I think. Okay. Okay. I, think okay. I have like two bits of news here. Okay. Before you get to those two bits of news, I do have some <laughs> other spooky news. Ooh. As it turns out, as we know, Scream Six is releasing soon. Oh yeah. There have been multiple sightings across the country. The ghost face has been appearing <laughs> in various places, and uh, people have been calling nine one one because they see ghost face hanging out. That's and, crazy. And the thing is, I don't know about you, but I can't recall the last time if this is it. If there's been like guerrilla marketing, you know, <laughs> there was. They started to do some guerrilla marketing, like real good guerrilla marketing for the Dark Knight by sending like uh, bowling balls and stuff, like sent from the Joker. And then the whole Heath Ledger thing happened. So then they had to like abandon some of that. Oh no! So that would have been cool. Uh, and then there was another one. I forget. I think it was the exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. Oh, yeah, where there were people on like the chat roulette sites. Yes, and it was like a girl like hey, what are you guys doing? Like they would have like dudes like hey, baby, what's going on? Yeah, and then she would get possessed. No way and then like I just read about like some situations, but no, I've never actually yeah. seen it and then freak out. Yeah, and then like this is like all, all on webcam yeah. and you see the people like oh my god. Oh my god like freak out. Oh, and, oh, and I got another one. Yeah, uh, when the Carrie remake happened, I don't. I mean, I remember that movie. When, I do not remember any of that. When the Carrie remake happened, they literally uh, commandeered a coffee shop and no had a couple fighting. Yeah, who were the actors? Okay, and everyone else was legitimate. Uh, like just just people. patrons, legitimate okay. patrons, just NPCs. <laughs> so the girl 
had power. So when they were arguing, oh. she freaked out, pushed him like all the way to the end. And then like she got up and like rose or whatever. No way. And everyone, you just see everyone blown out. Good. Blown out. <laughs> as, they should, as you should. Yeah. So Plate of glasses. Yeah, no space is. here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that, that'll be fun. <laughs> Holy crap. Really? So, so waving ghost faces at street corners, like, yeah. uh, like Liberty, uh, like Liberty taxes. That's nuts, man. <laughs> you know, not as scary, but anyway, people are calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Because as you may or may not know, Ghostface is a serial killer and not yeah. only a serial killer, a whodunit. You know, we yeah. never know who. Uh, and according to uh, Sonoma uh, Police Department, which is in San Francisco, this individual has been contracted and was hired by a company through Paramount to promote the new Scream movie. Oh, man. So uh, there's pictures. Was of, it just like, is he? So he's all around the country. He's all around the country. There's pictures okay. of him. Like he's in California, Colorado, yeah. and a blizzard in Arizona. You can see no him. way. You can see him in the corner there. <laughs> That's so cool, man. <laughs> so uh, I, I am looking forward <laughs> to that. So at least that is a pretty crazy marketing. That's pretty there. rad. We'll have something, uh, something here, a little, uh, well, kind of pumping the brakes here. But I enjoy this. Uh, I didn't know that this show was a uh, John Favreau produced. Do you remember? Uh, I don't know if you ever got to see it. It's on Apple Plus. It's prehistoric planet. It's you know, I've seen the ads for it, so it's really it's really good. It's really well. Is that the one where the dinosaurs and the monkeys were in a movie? Yeah, like just all nope. dinosaurs, everything, you know, it's just all dinosaurs and or monkeys, <laughs> whatever. Was, I think that was Pixar's uh, dinosaur where there were monkeys. <laughs> Probably. In it. Anyway, it's, it's all the same thing. Yeah, it Disney owns all of it, um, but now there's going to be a second season and it's going to come out sooner than we thought. It's coming out in May this May. Hmm, that's and like I tomorrow. Just, yeah, I just saw the news. Yeah, I mean today's freaking it's March, March already. How'd that happen? I don't man. I have no idea. When are the Ides of March the 12th? When are the what? Ides. Hey Google, no when idea. is the Ides of March? The Ides of March will be on Wednesday, March 15th. There you go. Okay, so the Ides of March is when uh, Julius uh, is it Julius Caesar or, or I can't recall. He was murdered in uh, oh beware the Ides of March. It was a famous saying and then he was stabbed. So he was all kinds of dead. Yeah, if you ever see the, uh, there's all. There, I think it was uh, Shakespeare had a play. Yeah, uh, where everyone stabs him. It's the old like st- stabbing him one oh, after time. Oh yeah, and then his friend. Uh, it's very famous. What do you remember? What his his uh, his friend said? No, it too brute. No, that's what he said to him. Dude, it, you and you too, Brutus. Dude, and then I have, killed him. I stopped caring about Shakespeare back in high school, and I was forced to read. I don't know how many of his plays. So. It hey. too brute. Hey. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool though. <laughs> Super neat. Yeah. You know what's not neat? What? Is apparently fans are trying to sue Warner Brothers Discovery for uh featuring Henry Cavill in in Black Adam. Apparently mm. it was like misleading enough that people are suing because now they've gotten rid of Henry Cavill. So or Cavill. Cavill. I hate Cavill. Cavill's I, with an E, right? I don't think we've seen the last of Henry Cavill as Superman. I don't think so either. Because the way he said it, even though he did a, he did write that like letter thing. Yeah. Uh, People wrote that lengthy thing for him. He, I think he's going to come back on the TV shows. I think so too. And also that? somehow in the Flash, it seems to take place in the Cavill verse. Yes. So something has to have happened to Henry Cavill's uh, Superman. And as long as they explain it, and then it looks like they will in the flash yeah. since General Zod and the whole back. incident is there. It's like, <laughs> and you know, I will take Michael Keaton's Batman over Henry Cavill's. Uh, yeah, 100%. Oh, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention this when we looked at the flash trailer. Yeah. Canonically, is that the word? Maybe I've had a lot of beer. <laughs> He's had less than Do one. you know who played or who is Superman in the Michael Keaton verse? No, I'm going to give you one guess. Yeah, but you can guess it right. I forget his name all the time. I can't remember his freaking name. According to uh, sources, when Nicolas Cage was yes. supposed to be Superman. It was when, yeah, it was when What's-His-Face was doing all It was supposed to be his movie. Yeah, Michael Keaton was to be Batman. Yeah. So canonically, Nicolas Cage is <laughs> Superman in the Keaton-verse. In, in my heart, Nicholas Cage, you are uh, the man of steel. Exactly, exactly <laughs> he actually was. I know. <laughs> There's pictures of him in the suit and everything, and everything. with the long hair and the black suit, and he was oh, going to fight Brainiac. So, so good. So uh, I will. That, that I will. Awesome. I will take. Maybe that's why he's not in Spider Verse because he's oh. actually Superman on the down low. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> man. 
He's the Nick Rocky Cage man. is making a comeback. Speaking of men from the stars, we have a lot of Star Trek news. You know what that means? What does it mean? Star Trek watch. <laughs> <laughs> and look at this. What's up? I've come prepared. Oh, whoa, dude. Look at that. Costumes. I'm in my dress robes. I know, right? <laughs> Ready to go to the ball. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> See you there, Harry. And now uh, for a special guest, Brian Crutes, host and producer of the broadcast TV talk show, A Captain's Log, and joined with him writer McClare Curry. How you guys doing? Very well yourselves. Good. Good, great. We yeah. have you here. Awesome. We, we, we've uh, adorned ourselves in our uh, proper attire. I'm joined here by Captain Panetta, but uh, I am Admiral Rubokaba, <laughs> and uh, we are going to talk some Star Trek. And uh, as we usually start with uh, Shop Talk Movie News, which is mm-hmm. the segment uh, we're all on, Let's talk some Star Trek news, which actually just dropped today. So uh, it looks like Discovery will end with season five. So uh, that actually just dropped just now. I think I am kind of bittersweet because I feel like it kind of did lose uh, momentum there. But I like a Star Trek show to go to seven seasons. I mean, um, you know, for me, I'm going to say when it comes to like finales or anything like that, I say don't Game of Thrones it. (laughs) <laughs> like, don't just rush things out, like, really think. Like, I mean, I love the aspect with uh, with her and her mother and her mother being, like, the red angel and everything, like, because that had that foreboding suspense. And I'm kind of like, okay, it can end like that for me. But then there's also the point of, like, okay, well, there's so much more in the galaxy. So it's kind of like, do you keep it or do you not? <laughs> you know, so I, I'm kind of on the fence with it. Yeah, Uh that was a pretty good, uh, actually, arc night that he's talking about with the with Captain Pike, and them going back in the Back to the Future. <laughs> you know, that's where I know Star Trek from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Brian. How do you feel about it? I really am kind of bittersweet to it. I will take really any Star Trek as long as it's a good narrative and it ties back to Gene Roddenberry's original vision. And there's still pieces and aspects to it tying back to that vision. I do like the Red Angel to Mark Lair's point with uh, you know being Michael Burnham's mother, you know, that was a really cool mystery and story arc that they had built into it. But let's look at the the season finale for season four. And to me, it was good to see Admiral Vance and Tilly, like two completely separate generations, one a fleet admiral, um, you know, on this movable Starfleet headquarters, seeing the destruction from this dark matter, this, uh, there's two really dark matter uh, entities out there. To me, it reminds me of V'ger, you know, from Star Trek, the motion picture, this entity that's, it's almost like it's an insurmountable chance for Earth to win. And it was cool to see Tilly back. You know, she was a part of the main cast for so long, but um, just seeing her stick to her guns and saying, no, I'm staying put here, you know, when it's an all abandoned ship type thing, even though they're on like a Starfleet headquarters. I liked it, but the ending of... The president being Stacey Abrams, oh, yeah. I, I'm not understanding why we try to pick political sides and br- bring someone in to be the president of Earth like that. I mean, I, I get that Stacey Abrams is a huge Star Trek fan. You know, God love her for that. That's awesome. But to have that open door, I don't know if it was a, a political stunt for the producers of Star Trek to take that side. It was just kind of off-putting in a way. However, I really did like, I really did like that dark matter anomaly or two dark matter matter anomaly entities being the like great greater than an entire Klingon fleet uh, or Romulan fleet, like cloaking and like maneuvering and, and coming up with this great battle. It was something different and fresh to see because apparently these are like five light years long in size. These, these dark matter anomalies are crazy. So I like I like Star Trek Discovery. I'm a little disappointed that it's ending in season five because, to your point, uh, uh, Marcus is is seven seasons is completion. That's what we're used to. And if it's not seven seasons, it's another Star Trek Enterprise, right? Which I did like Enterprise, but some people don't. Well, it's just it, not complete. I was thinking it should be either three or seven. They should figure out a way to either finish it <laughs> three or seven. Four is a, uh, is an odd number for well, Star Trek. For me, with any TV show, I, like it, you know, barring Star Trek is. I don't have the the mental, rather, the attention span to keep it more than three seasons. Three seasons is when I just start going like, all right, all of this is just filler at this point. So for me, I want it I fast. I want it quick. And I, that means that puts everybody under the gun for developing a great show. And, you know, to get to your point, uh, Breaking Bad ended on five seasons. Yeah. So there, there is a precedent to great, great TV ending. But I do think that they're 
now that I was kind of thinking about it, there are a lot of open uh, plot holes that they haven't tied up yet in Discovery. Uh, one being the cat, the cat uh, grudge, because they were yes. hinting that he was an alien for a while, like he might have been a shapeshifter because he, because I think he actually saved them. Didn't like he come out of stasis or something while they were all on the ship. So I like grudge. So wh- how are you going to have this Chekhov's gun of a, of a Maine Coon cat? Uh, on on a ship for no reason. If he's not part of, remember Spot. Even Spot was part of a uh, was able to change his gender, and he was uh, he was a part iguana too. Remember an iguana? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spot was a Spot was an orange tabby cat, and well, they, he got infected with a virus that de evolved him, and he somehow yeah. he de evolved into an iguana, but still had kittens. Wow. Yeah. That, okay. That, that's that's a deep cut there. <laughs> So, yeah. so a lot of cat connections in Star Trek. Even in the original series, there was a cat woman, remember, in Assignment Earth, the episode of the black cat that uh, changed to Isis, the cat woman. Yeah, and there's, that, there's cat references everywhere. I forget the name of the doctor on Lower Decks, but she's the 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 the, the doctor on Lower Decks is a cat. And also there was the there was the, Anna, yes. Yeah, and then there was the cat stripper in the uh the final frontier who had who had uh, <laughs> right, six, the movie. who had yes. six nipples. <laughs> Uh, the, the other <laughs> thing, the other thing that I want to see is uh, more David Cronenberg. Uh, I feel yes, like he's great. I feel like he would be a good uh, Star Trek spinoff there because uh, he would be, he'd be, he'd be part of the Star Trek X Files. You know, uh, why, why why boldly go and just do spatial anomalies when we can solve uh, mysteries in space? Uh, he's a good one. Yeah, Cronenberg's yeah, a good one. Yeah, and then to your to your point, I do think that the anomaly that they were chasing at the end was the most Roddenberryan villain that we've seen in Star Trek for a while. And uh, I think my least favorite Star Trek is actually Enterprise, just because it just became Voyager 2.0 for a little while. At least the first seasons were. Uh, so I don't think Discovery went there. They did get a little Doctor. You're right. Yeah. They did get a little Doctor Who with the size of the of the actual Discovery, though. In the end, uh, on that turbo lift battle, uh, is that a is that a comment, a positive or a negative? Because you're speaking to a Whovian. You're speaking to a Whovian here too. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a it's a positive for Doctor Who. Uh, okay. Just because it is well, a, star, a a starship should not be bigger on the inside in that era. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Un- unless right, unless point. they. They actually mean to, you know, oh, by the way, we use time space technology and we build more in the inside. Oh, that makes sense. But they didn't <laughs> they didn't say that, you know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Well, Riker hits his head, uh, you know, and being in the holodeck of the old Enterprise and X-01 back of his archer's ship. He almost hits his head. You know, they make a point that it's so cramped and small and tiny, even in the finale episode. So yeah. to your point, yeah, it's supposed to be small. Yeah, and and I was, I think another reason why I didn't like Enterprise as much, I was really hoping to get a submarine feel. I really wanted to see some uh, Hunt for Red October on the bridge going on there. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I, I think right. back, back to that Simpsons episode where uh, Homer took over a submarine and uh, George Takei was the helmsman. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, cut deep. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he, de- he declared war on so many different countries and the Soviet Union came out of retirement. <laughs> oh, man. And then he came out and said, it's okay. It's my first day. And everyone just laughed him out. Anyway, uh, and then uh, other Star Trek news, uh, Chris Pine, apparently uh, in the dark when it comes to Star Trek, saying he feels like it's a cursed project, Star Trek Four. Uh, it He says it's frustrating and he's out of the loop. Uh, yeah. I think we've counted many false starts of Star Trek four. Yeah, so yeah. many. I mean, yes. how do you guys feel about Chris Pine in Star Trek in in any verse? I mean, my gosh, it goes all the way back. I'm going to show my age, but I loved yeah. watching his dad, Robert Pine and chips. And then also in oh, as a guest man, star that in was Star his Trek. Dad. That's his dad. <laughs> oh, wow. And it gets even better from a Star Trek perspective. He was in Voyager twice. He's guest starred in Star Trek even before Chris Pine was thought of as Captain Kirk. So wow. it's a family thing. I yeah. did not catch that. Now that is what we absolutely. It's yeah. a ding right there for you guys. <laughs> Give it an inception. <laughs> That's fantastic. Look at that. And for me, the, yeah. for Star Trek with me, that like uh, you know, I was aware of it growing up and all this stuff, but I didn't really get into any Star Trek until you know the Abrams first came out, and that's when I was just like, oh, this is. This is fun. You know, this is to me as someone who grew up as a as a Star Wars fan, I was like, hey, this is this is going to going to tow me into, you know, 
deeper space, we'll say. Well, Star Trek Beyond was a real good Star Trek movie, yeah. I think, too, because it, was, it wasn't anything we've seen before. Yeah. Uh, I, I did see that one, too. Even though it was revenge from some guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, some guy. <laughs> this is like, is, 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 after Wrath of Khan, it's just always revenge from some guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it but, was good. I agree. It was like an episode movie, but a good one. Not like so much like Insurrection, where it was a three-part episode of Next Gen. It was it was just really good. It went back to the roots of Star Trek, and I like the character development. It showed between this relationship of Bones and Kirk, just dr- having a drink. Right. It just reminded me of DeForest Kelly and William Shatner, but yet in Chris Pine and you know in their form, in the new form. Yeah, Chris just Pine to start and his, the movie. Yeah, and his captain, Captain Pike, were having a drink also. Wait, what was that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah, bar. At the bar. With the little salt shakers? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Salt shakers. Salt yeah. shakers. You yeah. know what kind of made me sad about that bar scene in the first Star Trek movie? Uh, they were sitting next to a big alien with a big long face. Uh, yeah. When Uhura was ordering the slush show drinks. Yeah. That should have been Morn. Come on. Give me your. It should have been Morn. Give me a yes. Morn. <laughs> <laughs> there in Star Trek D Space Nine, okay, there was so a guy always at the bar. Okay. And it was a big alien, didn't say a word. But apparently, this? whenever people talked about him in passing, he was mm-hmm. always a, a big talker. Yeah. And every time someone asked him a question, he'd be like, Whoop, and then he'd cut away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And uh, Warren is the opposite. Of, well, he's supposed to be the embodiment of Norm from Cheers. That's really where they kind of like. Wow, that's from. pretty cool. Like the names backwards too, right? Yeah, it's like an anagram. It was an anagram, basically. Norm, yeah, more norm, more <laughs> like noob cybots. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, but the, the Chris Pine movies—they have had so many false starts with this one. Yeah, it was supposed to be a horror movie for a, for a second there. Yes, you and know Discovery. The so on the on the ships they all have registration yeah, numbers. Yeah, the, the Discovery uh, registration. You guys remember what it was? Star Trek Discoveries. Registration, registration number. Yeah. You got you got me on that, and I'm a huge yeah. Trekkie. Ten thirty one. No way. Because Halloween. Brian Fuller founded the show, and he wanted to make a horror story out of it. Oh, oh my man! Oh wow. Ten thirty one. Halloween date. Okay. So I that would that. be fantastic. And date. also, uh, Spe- speaking, speaking of Star Tarantino, Trek. supposed to actually yeah. That's what I was saying. Okay. Quentin Tarantino was going to make Star Trek four also. Yeah. But I think he entered development with that with J.J. Uh, Abrams, so he mm-hmm. can't even use it anymore. I think. I think yeah. that's another reason why that one's not happening because it belongs to Bad Robot. Dang. That's just my theory. Uh, there. Uh, but that was the big. The big deal was it was going to be uh, another J.J. Abrams vehicle with. Mm-hmm. Chris Helmsworth, and he was going to come back as his dad. Yeah, and I think rumors recently like came back up that he was supposed to be involved in this thing again. But I, he, I think he said he's like I haven't heard of anything. You know who I think Chris Helmsworth should have played in the in another Star Trek in Star Trek Four. You know who I think he should play? Who's that? Q. Q coming back in uh, the form of his dad. Just a snap of his fingers. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's as long as it's a different Q and it's not supposed to be John Delancey's Q because John Delancey owns be a young Q. Q. It could be, it could a, be young like a younger Q. Q. Well, I was almost, yeah, I, 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 I always have a fan theory, Star Trek uh, fantasy or what do you call it, fan fiction in my head where yeah. uh, in another universe, all the omnipotent beings like the Trelanes mm-hmm. and uh, I can't think of any other ones. They all band together one day and start their own federation. Well, what do we call this? I know. Let's call oh. it the Q. You know, it happened in the future, though, <laughs> like our future. <laughs> but pretty cool. Man. Uh, I don't know. That, that, that was kind of my thought there. Well, that's, good, and that's why he yeah. needs Picard to like, you know, to do his destiny. It's like, you know, the trial never ends. Yeah. Yes. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into that when we talk more about Picard uh, oh. going forward. But yeah, I, I don't I, I think they're going to have to reboot Star Trek again. I don't I don't know if we're going to see that more of the Kelvin verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it it would be cool. I mean, it feels like it 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 didn't doesn't feel like it needs a fourth one, but it kind of feels like it needs a fourth one just because it's had so much, so many false starts. I feel like now everyone that actually wants it to happen is just like just make it just make it happen, you know. <laughs> Plus, Antoine, yeah, Yel- we lost I Antoine agree. Yelchin. We can't. Yeah, we did. Re- we can't recast him, and now it's like a full trilogy of movies there. Yeah, that's uh, true. So I don't know. I don't know where they'll go. Uh, but we did find the. Uh, was the mirror forever? What, what, what do we call that thing that they found Discovery that was in the original? Uh, I am the guardian of forever. Yeah, guardian of forever. Yeah, from uh, City on the Edge of Forever, that great original episode. Yeah, yeah. The, actually, yeah. there were some really good callbacks in Discovery. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I actually think there one, was one of the better episodes of Star Trek in general is uh, the one where Pike went back to the cage uh, and found the Telosians again. 
and it was kind of like a follow-up uh, to the pilot with the, telep- with the telepathy and they could read people's minds yeah yes except yeah. They, except they got rid of the butt heads on the back of their head i was kind of <laughs> sad about that <laughs> yeah, i don't remember good. the special effect but anyway uh so uh star trek picard is going on right now we're on season or episode yeah season three episode three okay. going uh on both on that so if you haven't Figured it out. Uh, Picard is back for a third and final season on this last adventure. A terrorist attack on the Federation and a long-lost doctor seemingly reunite the cast of the next generation for one final mission. So, how are we feeling about Star Trek Picard season three so far? Any thoughts? I'll, I'll let you start. <laughs> it's it's mind-blowing. It's like, let's head back to the Rick Berman era of Star Trek where everyone can relate and everyone likes the next generation. And these, it's not just like artificial or fan service. It's like are organically placed in the narrative in every, every ounce of being it's like, there's closure now. I, I, you know, I, every time I see the episode Nepenthe, my favorite episode of season one, Mm -hmm. it's like Troy and Riker and Picard making pizza. (laughs) <laughs> yes, making pizza, like hanging around, like pizza. not a campfire, but like a, a kind of like a campsite. You know, it's it's their home. It's it's what we needed to see in the films, and it's like this is in film form what Star Trek Nemesis and Insurrection and First Contact and maybe even Generations was missing. Is we see a little bit of conflict between Troy and Riker, but or, or uh, Picard and and Troy you know, because she's always agreed with uh, Jean-Luc Picard. And at this time she confronts Jean-Luc about treating Soji with some type of perspective that he's not seeing. And he's trying to, to win Soji over. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's huge, you know, because she doesn't, what, what can she believe? She thinks her entire life is a falsity and it really is because mm-hmm. they're implanted mm-hmm. like um, Android memories. But I really just think Nepenthe was such a great episode. It was early in season one and Picard struggling to relate to Soji. Uh, Kestra, you know, the daughter of Riker and Picard is kind, funny, brave, fierce. She's awesome. She's everything that you would think a Riker would be like a, a, the combination of her parents. And, and even the, the little scene you guys probably remember where Rios is on the La Serena and Picard's like, asking him for an ETA for the third time. When does Jean-Luc Picard ever get shot down, right? Uh, like, oh, stop contacting me. It's the same. Nothing's changed. It, it's just, it was a good episode. You know, you know uh, and I, it's an epitome of, of Picard. I was thinking we should see Rios uh, come back, but as a hologram, like the, like the doctor. Because uh-huh. he's, he's like a pilot program or something. Yeah, he, because he does exist as the holodeck in the um, in the La Serena. So we can see Rios make a comeback, uh, even though he's dead chronologically. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of twists and turns. Like I, I, I wish t- I'd seen it, man. I didn't have the time. Well, I was telling this guy, the Pineverse does uh, connect okay. to the Star Trek Picard. It actually takes place after. Oh, so okay. like if you remember, Spock went back in time. He did. Because there was a big Romulan explosion. Remember, yeah. don't tell me it didn't happen. I, I saw, saw it happen. happen. <laughs> so to Picard and everybody else, this happened. Yeah. So this is a post Romulus explosion okay. world, which I kind of sad they never mentioned. Like there's no statue to, to Spock going back in time and uh, you know dying. I guess he failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> well, or he succeeded and like in the timeline changed and like everyone's minds got rewrite. It's like you know it's like That's, did that he could happen too. Well, see? Romulus doesn't exist as yeah. part of the whole story. So so yeah. Spock went down as an epic but failure. You still have Remus. <laughs> you, you still have the history of Remus. You have holographic uh, yeah. history. You know, I I I don't know. It's it, they should have given him a little bit of tribute there. You know, because the dark matter was like a big deal. You know, in the first J.J. Abrams film, Star Trek Eleven, and you know that was a big plot. It wasn't just a cameo, like yeah. um, and that like was fan pr- service appearance for Nimoy. And that was pretty badass with the red matter. Yeah, that was super cool. Yes, <laughs> it, for, 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 red matter. Did I say dark matter? Yeah, I'm you sorry, said dark matter. We, we know what you right. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but, so, but somehow they had this giant big red balloon that they had to travel with to transport dark matter and then pull a syringe out of it, and then the syringe would only get a micro. Yeah, micro sp- yes. like a like a bubble ball, bubble ball, the gack, of uh, dark matter there, yeah. uh, red matter. I was telling, I was telling him, uh, do you know uh, what the difference is between a cyborg and a cybernetic organism is? You told me this. We have it on video, and I still can't remember. <laughs> okay, what? Uh, a cyborg is a human that has been turned into a machine, 
RoboCop, for example. Uh, A cybernetic organism is a machine that has humanoid parts, so the other way around, like the Terminator. And Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man. (laughs) Hey, there we go. Yeah, so so Bicentennial Man had human parts? I never saw that. You never seen Bicentennial Man? No, that was in my weird, like, Robin Williams phase. That was a a a pretty good movie, man. It was was fun. For real. I mean, it's low-key, man. Synthetic life. Yeah, he was a robot. He was first, so he, man, talk about let's do a, a patented record scratch right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, patent pending. Um, so <laughs> patent pending. Patent pending. So yeah. So he uh, was, what, for what are you guys liking out of the Return of Worf? Like, what are you guys liking oh. that? <laughs> I, I don't mind. <laughs> I did the, see him pop up in the put in, the record back up. <laughs> hey. Whatever needs to keep the show going, I don't care. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, no, hey, it's totally cool, man. <laughs> I was like, whoa, tell that's me like, more, tell me like more our about sh- Bicentennial, man. It's like our stick right there. We just uh, <laughs> we go my off bad. the rails. No, this is good. Let's reel it back in. And give it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Worf, he's back. Um, but not, <laughs> not, only, not only is Worf back, but he came back with Jerry Goldsmith's Klingon theme. And I, uh, I thought for oh, the opera, yeah, the Klingon mm-hmm. opera. Well, not the opera, but awesome. the music, the musical cue. Do 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 do. It was like the first song you heard, other than the, the Star Trek Next Generation theme in the motion picture. And uh, every time Jerry Goldsmith did a movie, he would have the Klingon theme, and then uh, it was adopted cool. into Worf's theme in First Contact when he was on the Defiant, fighting the Borg. And then they played it a few more times after that, but now it seems to be full blown. Uh, but I don't know if it was Worf a uh, pacifist or a killer because we met him and he chopped the Frankie's head off. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to think like because uh, I mean, from all the way from new generations like that episode uh, from season seven, episode 21, like uh, firstborn, like when he meets his uh, son from the future. Oh, like, yeah. I think that just changed everything because he got a glimpse into what he's like. The, the warrior's path was eventually going to get him killed. Yeah, we got it. That's another plot hole that we haven't uh, revisited yeah, in a point. while is uh is Alexander. By the way, why was Worf adopted by a Russian family? <laughs> is there is there an answer to this? Or well, I mean, no, I don't know. Like, I mean, they're used to like you know handling cold blooded. Like who else is going to handle like a tough Klingon child? The, the guy was the guy was the son of a Klingon diplomat. So no one else could have taken care of him. You got to be uh, adopted by the Rojenkos. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess the Rojenkos were there at Kittimer from what I remember in the episode. That's, no one thought to take him back it, to Kronos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't really explained much. It was just like a little uh, in sense of the father or redemption. One of those two episodes from next gen. It was just like a little footnote. You know, they didn't really explain or go into it much. I, I think that it was, was it. Let's take this immigrant baby and we'll keep it and make it ours. Yeah, I think it yeah. was. Uh, Actually, family after the best of both worlds, wasn't it? When they the dad came back, they did. They came on the Enterprise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always thought that was a weird, uh, a weird quirk to uh, to uh, Worf. I guess they just really wanted to write it in a prune juice joke or something. <laughs> uh, prune juice. But anyway, uh, that, that's my. That's record. a warrior's drink. <laughs> uh, well, I, I liked uh, Quark's uh, response. Speaking of Star Trek Picard, Dominion War Round Two. Looks like st- is starting up. I guess we're kind of getting into spoilers there. Uh, I just it's just kind of thinking about what the plot is here, or what the what the thing is. Is the chain these rogue changelings look like they are trying to start another Dominion War with Lore and Moriarty as their leaders? What do you think? It's plausible. I think it's definitely plausible. We we I mean, come to know these characters as being like villains, but yeah, they, go ahead, Mark. Could, well, they raided. No, no, please, please. Like, I, you'll probably say the same thing. Well, they 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 raided the Daystrom Institute where Lore is, yes. and that's where you would probably drop off a character like Mariarty. So uh, you know, it's kind of like the Indiana Jones uh, Area Fifty One house full of crates. You know, so if you're gonna right. if you're gonna abduct two things that are that are crazy there. I don't know. That's what I that's where I think it's going, but we'll see. But uh if you saw this episode three, they got stuck in a wormhole in a nebula. You know how you get out of a wormhole in uh Star Trek, right? Or you get out of a spatial tear? No. You it, Chris Pine did it. Oh 
You eject the warp core. Yeah. <laughs> you eject. And then you just impulse home. Yeah. You just. <laughs> yeah. For the long journey. Yeah. yeah. I like that ending to Star Trek Insurrection where they're just actually cruising. <laughs> Cru- <laughs> like, like right. it doesn't go to warp. They just, you just see them cruise because yeah. uh, they got to nice. get towed or something somewhere. Uh, uh, but I think what I'm looking for in uh, Star Trek Picard now is the Avengers shot with the whole crew uh, one more time. But somehow, together. yeah, somehow oh, everybody, yeah. So somehow they got to get uh, data back because he died <laughs> uh, unceremoniously in a uh, computer simulation in the the first season, right? Right. I mean, knowing oh. Terry Mateus, like he's gonna like he's great writers. I'm sure he's gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think you will because I think a lot of people were disappointed in Star Wars. We never got the uh, the yeah. Trinity shot with uh, Leia, Luke, and Han. Yeah, we did not. Uh, you know, Leia didn't make it, and Han didn't make it. <laughs> or no, no, uh, right. None no. of them made it. Uh, they all died. Yeah. Oh wow. All day in the movies. <laughs> wow. Every movie killed off yeah. a. <laughs> yeah, killed, killed off, off a, a legacy character. Can we character. not live, please? <laughs> yeah, so sad. I think it'll happen, guys. I really, honestly, don't think you could do it any other way other than the holodeck. And if they haven't used the holodeck yet and i honestly this isn't a spoiler this is just like a prediction why wouldn't you show the enterprise d bridge one more time maybe on the holodeck and data's been really in the mind of picard why couldn't you just have data uh basically a hologram you know sitting at ops on the bridge of the enterprise d and it's just for old time's sake well, and jordy's back yeah when they back when they use like a little quip yeah when they euthanized him back. all they did was unplug his usbs his thumb drives <laughs> Right, it's a it's a hard drive. It's just a big. Just plug it back in. It was basically, yeah. Alton Soong, his his human brother, basically had a, a long. Well, you know he was jealous, prick. He was all mad. Like I refuse. Like Data's dead. Like I can finally be. I'm Daddy's favorite now. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, <laughs> but like I said, the La Serena has is just one big giant hologram, so they can easily recreate it there as uh, as part of the simulation, just to say goodbye to Data one more time. Uh, right, like a send off on Memorial or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see where it all goes. Um, I, uh, I I have a lot of hope. I I'm kind of sad the Q died, but I don't like the way he died. They should they should explain it a little more uh, with that whole thing because I was I was kind of hoping that that's how the Picard story would end with him ascending into, into a Q or something. Me too. Uh, uh, really, the Stargazer episode to start season two like was re- really, really awesome, and I really liked the return of John Delancey. Like, oh yeah, how they really shocking Picard, right? How they explained his back, age you know? it's like, because he was always supposed to be a reflection of Picard, right? So, right. so he, and he's young, and then he changes to an old like John Delancey is Q. And yeah. I and I liked uh, I liked alternate universe Picard for a minute there, where he was a conqueror and he killed Gold Ducat and all these people. Uh, <laughs> right. He has a skull and all the you know all the famous characters from throughout Star Trek uh, Legacy. Uh, Martok, but, yeah. Hey, you guys interviewed Martok. I saw that. We did. Yeah, we J.G. Hertzler. Yeah, he's an amazing person. A lot of good phone calls before we even aired that episode and started uh, doing pre-production. Yeah, he's always uh, got that. Like, he always sounds like a, a pirate. He's <laughs> a nice guy. I remember holding my phone up to my 18-year-old daughter and saying, Martok's on the phone with me. <laughs> it's you know actually J.G. Hertzler. You know, I have him on mute, and I'm like, hang on. <laughs> you know who else he played, which is a good role? Uh he played Deathstroke in some of the video games uh, for the DC universe, uh, which is actually who uh, they uh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke is who they ripped off uh, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. So he actually had like that. He had one eye too, just like Martok. Um, so JG Hertzler, is that, I think that's his name. He was a cool find. So I hope we see him again in Picard somewhere because he's, they mentioned him. They name dropped him in this last episode when they mentioned the House of Martok. But another person I want to see in. Um, Star Trek uh, actor, at least another good get. If you ever see him, Jeffrey Combs, where's he been? Oh gosh. Yes. Gosh. He's done so many roles. He's done the voiceover role as the, uh, the box basically in lower decks, right? Did you see that? Yeah. Where it's like a, a possessed type of AI. <laughs> and they just put him in another box uh, or they yes. put him in, in his own Indiana Jones warehouse of, uh, yes, of rogue a bunch AIs. Of other boxes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, it, I saw that family guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but you know what would be funny? Now I was thinking about this too. Uh, if they're going to have uh, a crossover between Picard and Lower Decks, they should have uh, Jerry O'Connell play uh, the first officer 
uh, and just have him show up as that guy wearing a beard. Uh, ransom? Yeah, Ransom. Yeah. yeah, it was the first officer Ransom. Uh, and then just have that be a tie-in because he's an, he's an actor. You know, he could do it. Uh, totally. Just, just, yeah. just kind of blow everyone's minds there. <laughs> I agree. That would be great. That yeah. would be great to see him live action. Yeah, because we have the Titan there. We have uh, Riker and Troy show up on uh, Lower Decks. Why can't they exist in the same universe? By the way, I was going to say, did you notice that the, the Titan uh, ship, the uniforms they're wearing, is the abandoned uniforms from Star Trek Generations? Oh yeah, with like the the it's, flap that go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's Actually, an, it's, they it's are. A, it's, a, it's a next generation uniform with a with a, uh, a double breast. So yeah, and they said they can oh, never wow. get it to work. So then I saw them like, hey, it's those forgotten uniforms that didn't work. <laughs> I got the little action figure where they tried to release them early and. And they actually were those uniforms, but yeah. they abandoned the whole idea. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I also like how they're using <sighs> the badges from the future shows also, uh, just to kind of keep up with that chronology. That's cool. But anyway, hey. uh, would I have any other things I want to bring up? No, I just think it's a major improvement. Uh, but, oh, I do kind of like the reason why Picard never met his son, because he's always in jeopardy. He's always in peril. Uh, and I like it how they kind of continued that throughout the story. Oh, uh, that's but, cool. Yeah, if you if you ever see, uh, we're always making fun of the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, Khan. Yeah, it's no, it's a that. parallel to that. <laughs> okay, where Captain Kirk had a son that he didn't know about. So now so now now Picard had a son he didn't know about. Well, I'm after pretty cool. Yeah, to watch these now. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, no, it's there. <laughs> it's, well, it's I, I know Mark Slayer, one of his favorite episodes is the impossible box, and that's really where you kind of see the introduction of even Jean-Luc as a young child. You know, we saw a lot of cool things in Picard, uh, oh, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, like that episode, like uh, where Sanji, that point where Sanji and Narek, like when Narek like betrays Sanji, and then when Sanji sees Picard, like that was like a pivotal moment. Like I don't even know, like why, like you just got betrayed by somebody who claimed to have loved you and been like in with you, and all of a sudden you got this guy saying, "Trust me, please." Like at that point, she could just like tear it off, and God didn't, and did God knows what, you know? Yeah, like uh. For that sure. was Picard season two, right? Two, oh, yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> season two had a lot of lot of mixed feelings about season two. I don't know about the didn't didn't uh, were there like glasses that, that Sanji or whatever had to wear uh, in uh, the Edward suit uh, in, in in Brett Spiner played like an Elon Musk type, right? And he had a daughter played Soji like a Soji clone, right? That he had to keep. Yes. Yeah, and she had to wear like 3D glasses, like to like leave the house or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's the 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 um, Adam Song's daughter. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, there were there were some points in there that like I kind of lost track <laughs> of what's happening, <laughs> but it was fun. Well, she's uh, a great actress. She she's a great actress. It's great to see her back, Issa Briones. Yeah, she sang uh, "Blue is, Skies" uh, uh, when Data died. That was her singing. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Uh, that was actually a, a good nod to the end. But anyway, I think that's all we got for for uh, for Star Trek Picard. Uh, you guys have any other uh, points or anything you want to bring up in the meantime? Can we do a prediction in, of Star Trek Picard? Yeah, go ahead. What do you guys? Like I said, uh, I, I, I think I think uh, Lore and uh, Moriarty are going to be the villains. They're they're Gosh. they're gonna hire them. the The Dominion's gonna hire them to take over. I think I think there's probably gonna be like a changeling that's gonna probably end up being like one of Picard's old like crewmates that just doesn't know. Like one of them's probably gonna end up already dead. <laughs> like a founder changeling, you mean from like Odo's race, right? Like, or something like that. Like or like it's gonna be like a kind of like a, a sleeper cell agent. Like Bashir was the changeling the whole time. We didn't know. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know, and then it's like you think like uh like like say if it's Jordy or one of them that you think they're alive, but it's actually a changeling. That's a good point. Yeah, because I did hear rumors well, they might kill one of them off, one of the next generation people off. Mm. Well, then it's got to be uh, Riker, then, right? Isn't he kind of ending his arc? It seems like he is, like you know, talking back to Picard now. You know, Picard, he's always yeah. wanted to, though. You know, he's always wanted yes. to be like Picard, sit down, number one. Like <laughs> you know, he's always <laughs> wanted to in the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking yeah. maybe maybe Riker's the changeling because he, he he's on the outs with his uh 
with Picard uh, in a, by the end of this episode. And even different parts, it seemed like he's on the outs with his family, too. So he's kind of doing his right. own rogue thing. Like, he might even kidnap. No, he doesn't have to be dead. Like, I just, I feel like it's going to be, like, one of his trusted uh, friends. You know, that's usually how, like, they always go. Like, you know, it's always the one you least expect. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, I think there's still a little more Patrick Stewart even after this. But either way, I want to see uh, Janeway and Cisco come back. So the entire Next Generation spinoffs just for, like, one more minute. It'd be nice well, I mean, to see it. I'm just looking forward to anything Terry Mateus does. I mean, he did 12 Monkeys, for Christ's sakes. Like, that's the top best show. And with this, he's going to do awesome with that. Yeah, and he had Frankie Cole. He killed Frankie Cole <laughs> from 12 Monkeys. I mean, yeah. I mean, he had that. I mean, he's, he's had, like, a few in season two. Like, and he even did, like, a lot of 12 Monkeys references in, like, the last two. Like, did you see the James Cole reference? Oh, yeah, yeah. There are a few of them. Yeah, like, and then he even has like a lot of them, like uh, James J. Kurtz, um, Agent Wells. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you know a funny thing enough? Because he loves Back to the Future that he had Christopher Lloyd in that. In uh, twelve monkeys. In, uh, in uh, twelve monkeys. Yeah, I know. I'm getting off. My bad. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's awesome. He was Cruise in Star Trek Three. Come on, man. Anything Christopher Lloyd's amazing. Oh yeah, they were the first to say Kapla. Yes, yes, he was. I also like it how the bridge changed dramatically from Christopher Lloyd's bridge to Captain Kirk's bridge, even though it was the same ship. (laughs) I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about, but (laughs) I do. Yes, (laughs) somehow it never looked like that again in any Klingon uh, story whatsoever. (sighs) Boy, I'm like last thing uh, I want to do. Like since something's on my mind, like now that Picard is technically a synth. In a way, like, what if, like, somebody, like, hacked him? Like, I'm waiting for him to get, like, some emergency feature of, like, I know it probably will never happen. It's, like, something that's, like, imaginary. But what if all of a sudden, like, he's got, like, some emergency feature, like, um, on worst-case scenarios, he gets, like, enhanced strength and agility? You know what, though? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, <laughs> though, but Data had secret subroutines, right? So you, right. so you remember he saw like Soong like being a blacksmith and he was, you are the crow. You are flying, remember? Uh, and and yes. he's like, you've unlocked a new uh, level two of your of being a human or whatever. And also uh, Data had the, the mother who was also an android who had like a secret protocol like, oh, I see you've discovered like my wife is actually an android. Let me explain right. why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. so I, I feel like he can have uh, some secret subroutines in there. They just didn't have to make him old again, though. I don't know. That was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, give the give the guy some years. Give him his booming his booming voice back. You know, it's all humanity. You know, that is noticeably missing from him. Is it's he hasn't lost his dignity, but he has lost that booming voice of authority. Authority that you know you kind of get your at least when I was a teenager, kind of like a second father figure, right? Like you, you right. love his philosophical phrases, but man, with that strong voice and just his his apparent. Just like apparent uh, statements that just come out of him, that it's like second nature to him. He and was to on, us. It's like we're, we're eating it up. We're like, what else is he going to say? It's so he, philosophical. He was on Conan once, and he uh, Conan asked him like, "You have such a great voice, so it's, it's full of grandiose, and it's like awesome. How do you do it? You know, cigarettes and whiskey." <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was his joke there. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, I think I think I got to put a pin on this. We got to get back to more movie news. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me on. I know, right? Thank, yeah. uh, thanks for showing up, guys. I know it's it's been fun. We should we should uh, catch up with uh, more. Uh, apparently, Doctor Who news too, maybe. But uh, oh, don't get me started on that one. Uh, I'm a big Whovian. Hey, Russell T, like, man. Especially uh, uh, from Peter Capaldi. That's one of my favorites. I think he's the best mix of um, Eccleston and Tennant. I think I think with. Uh, Peter Capaldi, they were trying to get uh, someone who looked like House, you know, like the the show on Fox, House. Mm, so they were yeah. trying to do a parallel there. Mm. But anyway, we could talk about that for days too. Uh, right. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, we're running out of juice on one of our main cameras. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, okay. I've been better. looking at it. I'm like, whoa. Uh, Brian Crutes, McClure Curry on yeah. a captain's log. Thank you guys for joining us on this special episode of Star Trek Watch. Uh, Star Trek Watch. We do a whole thing. But anyway, Thanks thank you for guys. having us, we'll Abel ca- Marcus. We'll catch sure. you next time. All right, that's it for Star Trek Watch. Oh, would you look at that? Wow, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, anyway, effects. <laughs>
<laughs> what other news is going on in the world? I don't know. I think I have to look up some news because I'm a little I got, floored today. I got some. I got some. Tell me. Uh, Mike Flanagan. You know who he is? Tell me. He made uh, Dr. Sleep. Oh, he did. And Honey of Hill House. And Black. Oh, my God. Mass. Black Mass. Yes. That freaking show is awesome. My, uh, Mike Flanagan is the uh, real deal, and apparently his lobbying to do a Nightmare on Elm Street project. Oh. So that will be badass that with a capital B. be bonkers. Especially if Robert England comes back for one more. I got, I got, wear of the I got chills. I got chills. I'm and, ready. I'm ready he, for some Robert England. And he has said, I have a whole take for it that I've been working out for the last couple of years. Oh, man. Robert so, England. Robert England, Mike Flanagan. That sounds like a like a match made in hell. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank our special guests, Brian Crutes and McClure Curry. Check out their channel, A Captain's Log, on YouTube and wherever else they are broadcasting. Yeah, thanks for showing up, guys. Yeah. But anyway, that has been uh, our hot take on Shop Talk Movie News on Clubhouse Movies Podcast. Remember to like, share, subscribe, check us on Twitter, Facebook, wherever we're around. I think we're still on YouTube, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we're still banned on YouTube somewhere. Penny is so mad. And look out for the uh, Penny Awards. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> check out. Do. Yeah, check out. Uh, check out our review of um, Quantumania. Quantumania. Yeah, and also uh, check out our review for a knock at the cabin. Oh man, that's gonna be amazing. <laughs> and maybe Black Crab if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Black Crab. That's the that's the movie nobody saw and nobody heard our review yeah. to. Because it hasn't been put out yet. <laughs> there were so many episodes in the backlog. Oh, man. Oh. One day. Anyway, I'm going double pay. I know. <laughs> anyway, we're holding them ransom. <laughs> Give us $2 million and we will release our backlog. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? <laughs> Give us $3 million and we'll delete the backlog. We will destroy the entire project for three million dollars. <laughs> I'll throw my camera at the wall. <laughs> I'd slap Will Smith. <laughs> let him throw the camera at my balls for three million dollars. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, that has been uh, an episode of Shop Talk Movie News, a Clubhouse Movies podcast. I'm your host, Mark Rubicalver, Mr. Ariel Panet. We'll catch you next time. Whoa. and take my money.